Welcome to Guarding Your Nest Egg Podcast. If you have questions about your 401k or any investment that you have and you're getting close to retirement or you're already there enjoying that part of life and just want to make sure you have enough to pull it all off, find out more by visiting guardingyournestegg.com. Mike, I love it when different institutions come out with suggestions of ways that we can live longer, be healthier by making little changes in our <laughs> diet and day. And according yeah, to because that'll help everyone, right? Yeah. Just a few little changes. We need all we can get in this day and age. There you go. <laughs> according to a study from the American College of Cardiology, those who consume more than a half a tablespoon of olive oil a day are less likely to die from heart disease, cancer neurodegenerative diseases like Alzheimer's or lung disease. Olive oil has been talked about for a long time as a natural way to help your body. Yeah. I don't think we need to start guzzling it, but that's a fun fact that could be helpful. Yeah, I saw something on TV years back, you know, three, four or five years ago. There's a lady in Italy who's like 150 years old. They're always in Italy. Always. <laughs> little she's old Italian lady. But she's an old Italian lady. And she literally drinks, a gla- not a glass, it would be like, maybe it's like four ounces, right? Not, it's not like eight ounces, but four ounces of olive oil every day. Just mm-hmm. guzzles it. And she's, yeah. I don't know if she's 100. She might be 130. She's old, Kristen. I mean, she's I thought there, you were being sarcastic about it. the number, but she's well over 100. Oh, yeah, she's well over 100. Oh. And granted, she... She may not be with us any longer. I don't know. I haven't checked in on her uh, in the past five years, but uh, there's, there's something to that That's olive it. oil. It's good for you. Yeah. I have started in recent years as a Southerner born and raised in the South. I love cooking with butter, but I've switched to olive oil because of studies like this. And so something to think about if you're just looking for a little something to help with your health along the way. Something that we really need help with, Mike, is the labor shortage. It is rough whether you go to the store to buy olive oil or you go to a restaurant to sit down and have a dish with olive oil in it. It doesn't matter. According to former McDonald's CEO Ed Rinsney, this labor shortage, it could get worse. He tells Fox Business that he sees a potential catastrophe for the labor market on the way. One of the things I think we're overlooking a little bit is that the baby boomers were born from 1946 to 64. Uh, The oldest is 76 and the youngest is 58. But the first child of the baby boomers is starting to reach 56 years of age. So the retirement numbers are going to start to accelerate and there's going to be a lot of upward mobility because they're leaving the workforce, which is going to leave a shortage at the bottom end. And boy, we're feeling it big time in restaurants, barbershops, daycare centers. Uh, it's a nightmare. Mike, how do you see this boomer retirement wave impacting our economy across this country in the years ahead, given the labor shortage that we already have? Well, something we've never had to deal with before. So the baby boomer generation, we've heard over and over again, this is the largest generation of all time up until that point ton of people that went into the workforce that are now transitioning out of the workforce and you can't discount uh, the impact of them coming out of the workforce and then who's going to replace them i know we were talking uh, last week Kristen, about just this sort of unwillingness mm-hmm. of uh, workers to go back to work mm-hmm. um and and i use the word spoiled and <laughs> kind of is what it is but it's mostly the yep. younger people who are like going well you know, I don't know if I want to go back to work unless I can work from home in my pajamas with a cup of coffee, you know, because going to that office thing, not yeah, sure. So that, I, mean, I, yeah, I, I don't want to do that. But that's how I feel like we've we've sort of we've reached critical mass, I think, on just the, the, the country's tolerance for that kind of an attitude. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but part of the problem is exactly what he's talking about with the workforce is COVID was part of the reason for a while. Now part of the reason is the baby boomers are retiring. Uh, they aren't being replaced. Corporations that want to continue to stay in business and be successful have to hire someone to backfill all those positions with. And I've talked with individuals, whether it's large engineering firms that are looking for skilled labor or all the way to, again, he was talking about McDonald's. I mean, we, we have several clients that own McDonald's franchises and um, it, it, it's a big issue for them as well. So, so the labor issue is driving up the cost issue, mm-hmm. whether it's just the cost to employ people or what they want or their willingness, what's it going to take to get them to actually come to work? All of this, in my opinion, Kristen, it's an interesting situation because it, I think it ends badly for the economy. People have to be willing to go back to work at a reasonable wage. Their version of a reasonable wage might not be the company's version of a reasonable wage. And in the beginning, the corporation could, you know, well, hey, listen, we got to have this person. We'll pay him more, whether it's McDonald's all the way up to one of these big engineering firms or, hey, in order to get them to come to the office, we got to offer them this benefit. But if you start overpaying people in the beginning, then you're overpaying people at the end. It's always still going to come down to the same thing is what does it take? What's what's the perfect mix in this economy for somebody to get a fair wage and for a corporation to still be profitable? And somebody would say, well, we'll just pass the cost of the employee that's now a lot more or the benefits to the employee now are a cost. We're going to pass that cost off to the consumer. It'll be interesting to see because I think we're getting there with all the inflation and how much things cost. We're getting to that breaking point where, hey, listen, um, it's too expensive. I can't pay more. And whether it's because of supply chain issues or whether it's because of employment or just inflation and printing money, at some point, the consumer becomes unwilling to pay for it. And if price of labor has driven the price higher, at some point, the corporation has to say, hey, gee whiz, we can't afford you at that rate anymore. Hmm. And then the economy turns around and goes, so instead of hiring people, you're now laying off people. It's, it's a full cycle economic issue. But we have to take a look at that when it comes to our investments. How sustainable do you think current situations are? I don't think they're very sustainable, Kristen. I think we're getting very close to a breaking point. Even if you take politics out of it, things aren't looking great right now. And we want to make sure we're prepared in our portfolios because it's been real good for a long time. It potentially gets bad for a while, but it only gets bad before it gets good again, right? Mm -hmm. These are the cycles that we talk about when it comes to investing. And that's why we don't like this hang in there approach where, hey, don't worry about it. Just write it out. Eventually it'll be higher. Well, that's probably true. But if you're retired or very close to it, and particularly if you're pulling money out of your portfolio and not making contributions, um, these market cycles of uh, bull markets, which we've been in for a long time, to potentially bear markets, we all know the market doesn't go up all the time. What are you doing to prepare yourself for that volatility? And those are the types of questions we can ask through analysis and planning. And that's what Mike and the team take a lot of pride in doing for their clients at Talent Wealth Management. And for listeners like you that are near retirement or already there, they want to be an advocate for you, inform you about your options. You know, for many baby boomers, being concerned about rising health care costs is not something new with the inflation conversation. But here is some decent news about it. Despite food, services, and basically everything being higher, price increases for medical services have been relatively modest, at least so far. They only rose about 2.5% in the last year. 
Now, since there's no way to truly predict the future healthcare needs of your clients, Mike, I know you do ask about their parents and grandparents and history of longevity. What are some other ways that you help them prepare for these what ifs with rising health care costs that have always been an issue? Well, they are always going to be an issue, Kristen, but it, it has to be a part of any plan. So when for most people, not everybody, some people have um, help through a previous employer or the government. But for most people, they're going to be dealing with Medicare when mm-hmm. it comes to retirement. So at 65, you're eligible for Medicare Part A and Medicare Part B. And that's going to cover a large percentage, right? The majority of your healthcare costs. But there are costs that Medicare does not cover. Mm-hmm. And that, that's where it becomes an issue for individuals. And they start shopping around for what's called either a Medicare supplement plan or Medicare Advantage plan. And that can be stressful for baby boomers. I've seen my it, folks go through that. That's right. I mean, you're trying to find out, well, what plan is best for me? What are the difference? It's all Medicare. Does it really matter? Is what, my doctor fact, covered? All is my doctor things. covered? I mean, it, it, so it, it is a big deal. And so at the heart of our business, we're a fiduciary firm that manages portfolios for individuals that are retired or very close to it. Uh, and so it's the money management part of it, Kristen. But we're also very concerned about the expense side of things. We want to make sure that our clients aren't paying more for healthcare services than they need to, or that they're worrying more than they need to about what kind of coverage that they have. When we take a look at the big picture, yes, we're managing assets, but we're also offering uh, services. So we have a Medicare plan specialist on the team, mm-hmm. Brian. And so basically any one of our clients or anybody who comes in to talk to us, that has questions about Medicare, about insurance, about long-term care, any of those things, we'll have them meet with Brian. He will walk them through all of the plans that are available to them. So it doesn't matter where you live. Uh, Medicare plans are typically broken down by um, state and county. Then there's a big difference between, like I said, a Medicare supplement versus a Medicare Advantage plan. But what's great is Brian can walk individuals through all of the options that are available to them. Um, What happens is there are plenty of sales reps for these health insurance companies that are all promoting Medicare plans, but the sales rep typically work for a specific company. So if you wanted to take a look at what eight different companies are offering when it comes to the health insurance plans through Medicare, you might have to have eight different meetings. Hmm. What's great is Brian can sit down with you and show you what all the different plans are, everything that's available to you, help you find out if your doctor's on the list, let you know, well, would a Medicare supplement plan be best for you or would a Medicare Advantage plan be best hmm. for you? Again, they're very, very different, but for some people, they should go with Medicare supplements. For other people, they should go with Medicare Advantage. Our goal as the fiduciary financial advisor is to help people get into the best plan with the least amount of expense. And that's what I love about having Brian being one of our advisors and our Medicare plan specialist is he can walk people through that. So if you have questions, not just about financial planning, but the expenses in retirement when it comes to health care, we can walk you through all of that. As we wrap up, I wanted to tell you a story from last week. I was sitting in the waiting room at a doctor's office and Mm -hmm. a couple in their early 60s, because couples often go to the doctor together, apparently, started chatting with me. And as our conversation progressed, I told them that I do this radio show with you and their face lit up because they happened to be actively looking for a new financial advisor. I think they assumed I could help them because they told me that they have about $800,000 in 401ks and IRAs, and surprisingly, roughly about one and a half million dollars in cash. I quickly stopped them and said, hey, you guys are telling me a lot of information. I'm just the one that asked the questions. Mike's the expert. 
But the reason they feel they need a new advisor is they get the feeling that their current one isn't retirement focused. Why is it important that someone in their situation have a financial advisor that approaches investing and retirement differently? We deal with this week after week, and it's fairly common. A lot of people that are transitioning into retirement have been working with financial advisors for 10, 20, 30 years. And sometimes their financial advisor is also transitioning into retirement. So one thing can be, well, listen, we've been with uh, them for a long period of time. We feel like they've done a good job for us. But what if they retire? That's one thing. But then also if the relationship goes back that far, that advisor is typically a product of an environment that was more of a hang in there environment. So, hey, listen, invest in mutual funds, have diversification, hang in there. Don't worry about it. Eventually things will get better. That's okay when you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, maybe even 50s. But late 50s, getting into 60s, 70s, hang in there, in my experience, doesn't work great for individuals who know they have to rely on their nest egg to live off for the rest of their life. And, And it's simple math. I know if the market does really poorly, like it did, for example, I mean, the last crash we had was uh, 08. Mm-hmm. Um, S&P and, and that drawdown was down, I think, over 50%. You just can't afford to lose 50%. So your options are, well, do I stay in the market or do I go completely conservative and earn nothing right now? Because there's really no great interest rate on fixed accounts. And people are in this sort of limbo trying to figure out what to do. So That's why I love the conversation of introducing active management, how it works, working with a fiduciary. Let's just see if we can provide value in your specific situation. If we can't, there's no reason to work with us. But if we can, you may want to hire us to manage your portfolio. This is Guarding Your Nest Egg with Mike Lester. Catch up and interact with the show anytime at guardingyournestegg.com. Mike Lester is a registered representative of and offers securities through World Equity Group Inc., member FINRA and SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Investment advisory services offered through retail. Retirement Wealth Advisors. Talent Wealth Management and Retirement Wealth Advisors are separate entities and are not owned or controlled by World Equity Group, Inc. Michael Lester is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors Incorporated, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Talent Wealth Management, Retirement Wealth Advisors, and this radio station are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with professionals specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer to only fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by retirement wealth advisors. Florida license number D056341. California license number 0N00828. Fiduciary duty extends solely to investment advisory advice and does not extend to other activities such as insurance or broker-dealer services. Advisory clients are charged a monthly fee for assets under management, while insurance products pay a commission, which may result in a conflict of interest regarding compensation.